Yes, I know that God is by my side. Keep the faith every day I pray. The only way I could survive. Yes, no matter what you're going through, he'll never leave you. His love is eternal. Welcome to worthy people. Yeah. Coming straight out the projects. It was hard growing up. Born dead as an infant. Mother addicted to drugs. Coming in and out of foster care. He was stuck in a system. After doing time in prison. Gave his life to Christ. Now a Christian. You feel like nobody gets you. Nobody knows what you've been through. Well, Cody has been where you are. You heard me? So remember that you are worthy. 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 Worthy people, yeah. Even when it's hard. Always keep your faith in God, yeah. Worthy. Worthy, worthy people, yeah. Struggling and searching, remember you are worthy. Worthy people, God will never give up on you. Let's go. Welcome to the Worthy People Podcast, y'all. Our mission is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does. Got a brand new episode. Let's go. I'm so excited to be joined by my wife here in the studio today, Julia Julia. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Good hey. morning. Well, I've we got a coffee. coffee. Yeah, we got the coffee on. Uh, what is it? Is it the, the black bag or the brown bag? Well, I don't know what that means, but it's from the espresso machine. Uh, it's a good kind. All right. Any coffee is good coffee, right? Amen. Well, we're excited to be with you here. Um, those that are, are listening right now in prisons and jails across America, friends and families and people, a part of Worthy People Church that are listening here on the outside as well. Um, Julia and I love you all. We love um, the family that this thing has become. You know, when we stepped out to this, started this uh radio program i mean we really knew, never knew um that it would be what it is today a, a podcast that's being able to be accessed in prisons and jails nationwide and so look at god look at what he has done and so we are so grateful um for this platform that he has given us and we come through here with one thing in mind to each week, and that's to lift your head up, no matter um, who you are or what situation you're in. You know, as being previously incarcerated, I've been there. I know, um, you know, how it is to be uh, behind bars and be away from your family and the things that you wrestle with that come with incarceration. Um, and so welcome to the men and women that are listening to us today. We have a great conversation in store, and I just hope this conversation is going to set some people free. I feel in my spirit that people are going to be better off um, after they hear this uh, episode 
today. Um, real quick shout out to the prison that we were just at this past weekend, Clemens Unit, um, the one and only unit that I gave my life to the Lord. And, uh, you know, why, when are you going into the, to the, I mean, I know you've been in the trustee camp. When are you going to go into yes. the building so the guys can meet you? Cause I know they asked me about you. They've been praying for you for so long. They're ready to meet the one and only woman that has to put up with all of this. All of that. No. Um, well, as soon as I can get a babysitter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, we have a two year old and he's running around everywhere and, um, I'm very like particular who takes care of him and even my mom doesn't take care of him because she's on the older side, you know, so she yeah. said, oh, I'll take care of him when he was like a uh, little yes. baby and she fell asleep with she him. She fell asleep <laughs> with him. It's like, oh, oh no. I, I, okay. I walked out and I kind of freaked. And I mean, I am a little bit of a helicopter mom, too. But um, but she is on the older side. So she got but we just found good baby. My brother and his wife have been watching him and we've. Yeah, we've come teal, to trust his uncle. Him. Yep. And so, you know, they love he loves him all his cousins. Yeah, he, he got about 14, 15 of them. Yes. And he's the youngest. So, <laughs> so yeah, he, I, I think, I think uh, for the next one, we said that we were, I was going to go drop him off in Mexico. If anyone's right listening, we need a traveling, we need a nanny traveling for nanny when we go to the prisons with experience uh, that can watch him. And, and won't fall asleep uh, like my mom. So, uh, our goal is out there at Clemens, man, is, uh, next time we come through, um, next time we come in yes. in September um, to be able to bring her with us. But we had a great service. I loved getting to spend time with you all out there. Um, man, we just had a powerful service from a move of God and a service, uh, a message uh, called Ta- Talent Show. I and don't know what that actually I haven't heard this message, so I have no <laughs> well, idea. Well, Talent Show, the, the message was really about. You know how in life that we're always taught to the more successful, the more we attain, the more we have, um, yes. the more talent we have. Um, and even in a prison, it's like the talents that you have to make things and draw and and uh, do things and and the the that talents of the the looks and the working out and uh, and then all mm. these things we can get caught up on the outside and in a talent show it's never about character you could have two people go on to a rap battle and you can have one person um that's just the nicest kindest person uh, of god and you could have a person over here that's just you know the worst you know type of person and uh, the worst person could win and because they have more talent they would be you know applauded um and so when we come to the word, First Corinthians 13, chapter 1, is what we talked about as how, you know, hey, you could possess all these gifts. You know, you can you can speak all these languages. You can give everything. You can sacrifice your body. You can do all that. But if you have not love, you're nothing. And so um, I had my boy Isaiah from Kairos. He was at my 
table uh, this last Kairos uh, shout out table Luke and um, he's also on the worship team he's the drummer so uh, just impromptu just was like hey can you go up there on the drums and like clang the cymbal and at first he didn't know really he's like man what's he doing and uh, but he, he kind of got with it and yeah. and the worship team was out there like doing hand motions like hit it hit it hit it like and I'm and I gave examples of what those talents are and so Really to bring love and unity. Um, we, we looked at the things that the Lord uh, despises. Um, and we talked about, hey, First uh, Corinthians 13, if you go further down, uh, you know, everybody knows about First uh, Corinthians 13 being like the, this love chapter. If I have, you know, hate, hope, faith, and love, and the greatest is love. But in that chapter, it also says, when I was a child, past tense, I talked like a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man or a woman, I put away childish things. And so we're talking about it's time to man up, time to woman up, uh, time time to quit playing games. And, I think you uh, should come preach that here. Yeah. You know. Coming soon to the church here, Worthy People Church. Quit playing games. Um, so, yeah, we just had a time to be set free. And I said, man, there's three things the Lord, the Holy Spirit put on my heart when I came into this prison. And he said, one of these three D's are the re- of what's holding people back. And maybe you listening today can identify, and this ain't even what we're talking about today. This is just right, a, this is just for free. Yeah, yeah, this appetizer. Hey, so I said the, the three D's. You, you haven't made a decision when you know you need to. Uh, you you haven't made a decision to, to follow God when you know you need to. Number two, you you maybe have made a decision, but you keep falling back into the old ways, old habits, old things that you're trying to trying to abstain from or that God says to abstain from. And you need deliverance. Okay, that's the second D. Or the third D is just the ugly, <laughs> the ugly, nasty D of them all. And it's uh, that you are in disobedience that, you know, you, you've made you, you've made the decision. You've been delivered, but you're just flat out being disobedient. You know what God's telling you to do. Um, and so, man, that's the hard one, right? It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to be like, Hey, the disobedient thing, that's me. Speaking Um, of disobedience real quick. Um, I was in Mexico and they were, you know, I got, I got to go to church and sit through a service kind of with a toddler, but I was listening but we got there for the Bible study and they were talking about something similar to this, but they were actually talking about protecting your salvation. And one of the young, they, there's a lot of young people there. And, you know, one of the, I was like, wow, these people are so like, they ask good questions, you know? So one of the guys said, how do I know if, if I'm still, you know, saved? Man, I know a lot of people say that. Yeah, a lot of people like, on this podcast, a lot of, like mm. a lot of people, ask that question. Like, how do I know if I'm still saved? Because you know, we we fall short every day anyway, right? So, um, the pastor, I thought his answer was amazing. By the way, um, he said, "Well, he said, you know that you have the Holy Spirit with you." He's like, "When you're going to do something bad and you feel bad about it, and you're like, okay." I know I'm doing bad and you feel bad and you want to ask for forgiveness and that doesn't mean you're not going to, 
you know, you're you're perfect. But then he said, you know, the Holy Spirit's not with you when you just do things and you don't even care. Like you disregard, you know, and he and then he said and he said, it's not that the Holy Spirit's not with you. He said, it's that you're minimizing him so much that you can't even hear him anymore. And I was like, man, that's so good. You know, like that is such a good. So I was, you know, the disobedience part, because I think that's, you know, another, like when you're just being disobedient, the the Holy Spirit just. It's an ugly word. We don't like, but smaller and smaller. You know, look in the Bible. Many times when God showed up on the scene, he said, you've been disobedient. You know, look at the children of uh, Israel wandering through the desert for 40 years and um he said because of your disobedience you know you're you're in this spot of struggle and um and so you know and that's it may be hard to understand spiritually but uh if it is i mean it's pretty much the same thing that works physically within the prison if yeah. you're going to be disobedient um you're going to be in lockup you know yeah. you're going to be in seg you're going to be in medium custody you're going to be in high security i mean all these different levels right of custody based on your obedience or disobedience yeah. and um you know, so it's the same thing with God. Your your life's going to be, you, you're going to be in a seg of your own making because you wanted to not listen to God. Um, in spiritual, in the spiritual sense, you can be in lockup and not be experiencing the freedom um, that God wants to give you. And that's actually um, a, a perfect segue to what we want to talk about today: is having freedom. Um, through forgiving yourself. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about. A quick announcement. I am so pumped and excited and a pumped and excited and I'm so pumped and excited. Okay. I'm pumped and excited. That coffee must be I know good. it doesn't sound like it because I'm very <laughs> calm, but I'm very calm, pumped and excited. Cool and collected. Um, so we are excited. Uh, we made the announcement that we're coming to Pando in September, yes. but we have an update. Okay. And so we are coming to Pando, uh, looks like, uh, ASAP, no. like in a couple of weeks. Um, and so, uh, you know, depending on as far as if, if your tablet has been refreshed or whatever, um, you should be able to see us or see us there any day um, as far as on the Pando app. And so, yeah, you guys will finally get to see wow. us. And um, we wish we could see you, but um, that's really going to help take things to another level now uh, being on, on Pando. So, uh, yeah, we things are uh, we had gotten the approval and on there and and uh, we were just going to wait till September. But then the ball started working. So we started putting together a video studio yes. and well, um, tell them the background, though. Because you, okay, I think this is important because of the faith factor of it. I think that, so he started telling me, I'm going to put together the studio, I'm going to do this. And we hadn't even, like, gotten an answer yet from Pando. And yeah. And like, 
And I'm like, okay. And you know, as a woman, we we like to know things for sure. We like to plan things ahead. And he was like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, okay, you haven't gotten like the answer yet. And the he's like, line. no, well, we're going to get it. He's like, well, God had already told me. We yeah, you know. Panda. So um, anyway, and, so you you had in faith, you were yeah. already putting everything together. Yeah, and in, in faith I was. And um like we said, it's it's taken some time, so we actually got a um, our own studio space, yeah, and um, this week we're uh, setting it up and uh, setting up as far as you know the cameras and all that stuff. We do, we're not set up for all that. I get to um, decorate. Yes, and so everything will be done um, at the end of next week. Um, okay, and then the following week we'll uh, uh, do our first episode. Um, on Pando. Um, and so we're excited that you guys will get to see us. So we said September, maybe first, you know, week of August or something, just looking at the calendar. But anyway, coming soon, we are on coming there soon. and we are excited, um, at this new platform. Um, of course, uh, my wife and I, as far as it'll be a part of the episodes, you'll get to see people from past episodes. Um, I already have guests lined up, yes. um, that want to join us as well. And so it's just going to be a good time. And, um, so we can't wait, you know, a door that's opening with that. Is that um, in SEG, uh, in high security, in Texas, a G5, which I was 18 months G5, you know, in a, in a box, um, they don't get the uh, – well, certain ones don't get tablets at all. Right. But other ones, they don't get podcasts, right? Podcasts are, are privilege. Um, but Pando is considered a, a faith-based uh, mm-hmm. deal. And so it's not underneath the disciplinary restriction. So we have a whole new audience that we've not been able to reach through the podcast yes. that we will um, on the video um, on Pando. And so, yeah, we we are excited to take this thing to the next level uh, with you guys. Um, so we're going to get to today's conversation. And today's conversation, like I said, we're going to be talking about... Uh, forgiving yourself, letting go of the past. And, um, but before we get in this conversation, I actually heard something, um, that Steve Harvey said. And you may know of Steve Harvey at the Steve Harvey show. Um, he had, uh, like a very he's a comedian. Yeah. He's family feud. Uh, of course, everybody uh, usually has seen, uh, family feud before. Um, but, you know, he, he is a new Christian as well. Um, and, uh, in his faith walk and journey. So, um, I want to share something that he put out, um, called God is a forgiving God with you guys. And then we'll be right back to finish that situation, but, uh, conversation, but I'm telling you right now, man, it's good. It's good. Um, pay attention to this because there are definitely some golden nuggets in uh, what he has to say. All right. Y'all ready? Um, I was working out. I was talking to a buddy of mine. And I was telling him something that Bishop T.D. Jakes told me one time. I heard him say it. He said, uh, I would hate to die. And not do the thing 
that I was born to do. I would hate to die and not do the thing that I was born to do. Man, oh man, oh man. Man, that hit me like a like a pile, like a pile of bricks, man. Because it made me feel so grateful that God has allowed me to live my life this way. Now, and I'm talking about grateful for all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I have had all of them. The person you see today, it ain't always who I was. It was on the inside of me, but it hadn't externalized itself, if that's a word. It hadn't been bought out. It was in here, but it was under development. Who I am today was a process. But like I said before, don't trip. He ain't through with me yet. Even today, I'm still an imperfect soldier for Christ. Today, I still fall short. Oftentimes. But I'll tell you what. I'm ever grateful for the life I have. And you know what? I want to encourage everybody today to explore your possibilities. I mean, man. Explore your possibilities. Why would you not want to find out, discover, or know what it is God got for you? Why would you not want to achieve or accomplish all of your possibilities? Now, as I ask you this question, I want you to know that the devil is busy that he plays mind tricks. So as you hear this, I already know he's saying to some of y'all, yeah, Steve, that's easy for you to say, but I didn't got myself in this situation right here. You ain't nothing too hard for God. Nothing, nothing. And see, so as you listen to me, try to try to get your mind open to this. Why would you not want to explore all of your life's possibilities? What's possible with your life? And I'm talking about from right where you are right now. I'm not asking you to change. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm telling you, this is a fact that God can get you from right where you are right now. Broken, misled, misguided, misunderstood, mistaken, all of that misfortunate, all of the misses you've been talking about in your life. You know, you, I missed the lottery. I, I missed my ride. They fired me. I, I missed the deadline. I didn't get it. Miss people, people, people just miss they self to death. If you've been all the misses, God can get you from right where you are. God, a home run hitter. I'm here to tell you that. He's a home run hitter. He's a put him over the wall whenever he want to all the time. And you can be a recipient of some of these home runs. He'll put the bat in your hand, but you got to swing. Now, listen to me. You got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You got to stop holding yourself down with beating yourself up. He won't hold you down about it if you don't hold yourself down about it. But I'm going to tell you one more time. The devil is busy. So what the devil do is he make you think you ain't worthy. 
He make you think that you've done something so despicable that you can't come back from it. He makes you feel like you so low you can't go up high. He knock you down and make you feel like you've been knocked down harder than anybody else. You can't get up. He roll you so deep down in that ditch you can't see over the edge. God can come get you from no matter where you are. I'm telling you, man, you ain't in no hole too deep for God. Magic Johnson to tell you that, listen to me, you ain't in no hole too deep for God. Steve Harvey can tell you that, you ain't in a hole too deep for God. Tyler Perry can tell you that. I can name you some people, Bishop Jake can tell you that. I can tell you, Kenneth Ulmer can tell you that, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. I can tell you some people, Kirk Franklin can tell you that. Donnie McClurkin can tell you that. I just know some people personally, man, that done been in a hole. Joel Osteen can tell you about it. I know some people, man, been down, been in a hole so deep. I bet you Paula Dean can tell you about it. See, and, but but you know what? Then here we go. See, we see see, you know, see we don't we don't like to talk about that because now we want everybody to pay extra hard for some mistakes they made. When clearly, and excuse me for being a new Christian, but there is a prayer that I've been saying since I was a little bitty boy, and it took me till I was a grown man to understand it. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So, see, it ain't my job to hold nobody down, to keep my knee on somebody's neck. Who am I? I'm going to need some forgiveness in a second here, probably today. See, so all this, you holding people down with the way you feel about them, and she shouldn't have said this, and she'll never get i never support this again. Man, get up. Get up and get real. You for real? You think you ain't finna need forgiveness real soon? You ain't finna make a diabolical mistake in your life? You don't think you are? I have thousands of them. Probably gonna make a few hundred more before I get up out of here. So I've decided to be in the forgiving business because I want God to forgive my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. You understand? See, excuse me for being a new Christian. I'm, I'm, I get, I get tired of talking to piss, to, to, uh, uh, to people, man, supposed to be saved and talking about they're Christian. I don't want that type of religion, man. I ain't in that no more. I ain't in that. You can call me wrong if you want to. Say it how you want to say it. I ain't in that no more. I ain't in all that. You can feel how you want to feel about me, but I got proof that God work in my life. You know, I, I can't hardly get it out sometimes when people ask me something about deep on, on the inside of me about my soul and how I used to be and, and my journey and my trip. Because people don't know the trip I've been on. Well, you may have been on one worse than me. But you know what? You ain't in a hole too deep God can't get you out of. Man, I wish I want, I want people to remember that, man. God is a redeemer. He the great I am. So if you ain't got nothing now, what you asking for? You know, you might not have nothing because you ain't asking for nothing. Quit asking God to get you out of debt and ask God for a life of abundance. Then you take the money and you get out of debt. You keep asking to get out of debt. You keep being in debt to get out of. Come on, man. What you asking God for? I'm just tripping today. That's all. I'm sorry. I apologize. Wait. What are you asking God for today? Sometimes you don't have anything because you're not asking God for anything. Well, that Man, was that was good. Heavy and good. Slap me around a little bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We need to be slapped around sometimes for growth. You know, that's how growth comes. Man, that was really good what what he shared. There's so many parts about that. You know, one thing he said, you man, you keep beating yourself up about it. 
man, what is it about your past that you're still beating yourself up about? You know, I, I get all of these letters and I hear from you guys and some of y'all write and, and you you like beat yourself up about why you're in prison yeah. and you beat yourself up about like, you know, being in prison now, how, you know, you, you can't be there, you know, for your family and you beating yourself up about, um, you know, whatever's transpired, even while you have been incarcerated, um, lessons that you thought you would learn and really like, and when I go into the prisons, first thing people talking about is like man i can't believe they they, they're all down and and uh, all upset about the past and what didn't work out and what they did and what someone else did and and what do you need to let go of today what's holding you back how can you walk in freedom if you always got your head down walking in bondage of the past one thing i really like my dad i think but i think we didn't know this at the time because when my dad got out of prison, he wouldn't tell people he was in prison. Yeah. Like he would just remember that we were talking about that. So when you got yeah. out of prison, you hmm. always felt like you had to tell people you were in prison, right? And my dad would tell you, "No, you don't have to tell people you were in prison." Like, and which yeah, they always say, "Ain't nobody's business." It's nobody's business. But I, back then, I thought because he was embarrassed or something. Yeah. But I think looking this is ten years ago, I think looking back now, I think it was because he don't he he didn't look at the past. He was yeah. trying to move to the future. He, he is trying to move to the future, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you if you ever meet my dad, like, you have no idea that he was even in prison. Yeah. But it's because he doesn't hold... He's like, well, that was the past. That was the mistakes that I made. I left him there. You know, um, he's like, I used to beat myself up in prison because I couldn't be with you guys. And I left my family. He's like, but I had to learn how to forgive myself and, you know, not... You know, beating himself up while he's in prison. You know, that's what people are yeah. doing right now that even that are listening, man, you're beating yourself up yeah. about, you know, your family. The first time uh, you write or I see you, it's all like, man, my family and this is what's going on. What's that? And this and this. And I mean, uh, it's like my brother, Tony, you know, I love him oh, to death. Yes. You know, he, he heard us here the same way that you're hearing. He got out and he came to the church and uh, he's here in the church since uh, and got out in November. But, you know, there. Uh, you know, talking to him and I tell him this and I know he listens to every episode and he, he, Tony's hearing me now, but, you know, he's always beating himself up about, yeah. you know, what didn't work out and what he lost and what that. Have you thought maybe just maybe that God wants to do something new? Yes. In your life, he wants to do better. Like you, you keep beating yourself up about the 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 people that you lost, but man, the, the things, the, that, the you things that you lost. But God wants to give you something better. You you're beating yourself up about you know maybe the relationship you were in before you left, husband, wife, mm-hmm. and you're beating yourself up about losing that. But maybe God wants to send a better woman, a better man into your life. You're, you're beating yourself up about the house you lost. Maybe maybe God want, wants to give you a, a bigger house when you do get out, a better car. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, man, we can't uh, be driving forward in our life looking out the rearview mirror. That's why the windshield's so big in the car is because it's meant to look forward. That's the only way you can drive forward. And so we want to encourage you today, um, like Steve Harvey was saying, 
Man, you got to get up. You got to forgive yourself. You got to let that go. You can't keep doing your time in prison and being the best version and being the best headspace when you're always tripped out, worried about on the outside and the family on the outside. You know, you got to say, you know what? I give them to God. God, I give them to you. You you can watch over them better than I can. And I'm going to use this time for me. And I tell people, you know, majority of the time our incarceration was behind our selfish decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you're incarcerated, be selfish enough for yourself, for your own recovery and say, you know what? I ain't worried about him. I ain't worried about her. I ain't worried about them. I ain't worrying about that. I ain't worried about why. I'm just saying today is a new day and I'm worried about getting me right. I'm worried about my walk because I can't control him, her, she, him, they, all everything else going on out there, in there. I can only learn from me, and I've got to let go. I've got to forgive. I've got to move on from the past. Well, and to kind of piggyback what you were saying about uh, making it, because my, my mom used to say that, too. She'd be like, I, I, th- this was my time, and my dad used to say this was my time. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that sounds selfish because, you know, you have families out here, this and that, which, number one, you're getting better for them. You know, like you're here's the thing that we've talked. We've been talking about this a lot lately because it it happened to us recently where we weren't taking care of ourselves. Like, you know, we we had the situation with baby and all that stuff. And then we just got back in the grind like quickly. I think it goes back to what, you know, our pastor told us, you know, and our. In the church that we are part of, you know, I told my pastor from day one, hey, God's got a call on my life. I'm going to step into ministry, all these different things, right? He always knew that. He said, hey, as your pastor, it's my job to get you there. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, David, I needed to be uh, ready and prepared. That's a whole other story. Yeah. To, to nobody wants to be told nothing anymore. Yeah. They just want to, like, get out and be like, I'm starting my ministry. I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff. Well, well, maybe maybe you need to submit yourself um, and be discipled, right, like yeah. Jesus did, like Paul did with Timothy. Maybe you need to be discipled, right? And so you once you submit yourself to that, that discipleship, that covering, that authority, it's biblical. God blesses that. And it's something I had to go to for years, right? I didn't just wake up one day and say, man, I'm, I'm doing all this, right? Like anyone who knows me knew it took years of development and learning, right? But I remember, like, the the conversation, you know, we talked to our pastor, and, you know, he gave us his, his blessing of knowing that God was calling us into what we're doing today. Um, and he had told us, he said, Remember to take care of yourself. Remember, like, you're no good to everyone else if if you aren't taking care of yourself. And he gave that analogy about about the plane. plane. Like when you're in a plane, you know, they tell in and like, I guess the pressure, the what the oxygen pressure or whatever goes down. He said they say, don't put the mask on the other person. Put it on yourself first so you can help other people. Yeah. He said if a, if a plane's going to crash and they're like, this is your captain speaking, your plane, the plane is going down. We're going to crash in 30 seconds. So, you know, you have these 30 seconds. If you're like, man, I want to help everyone else. I want to help my family. I want to help my friends. I want to help all this stuff. I want to help my other brothers and sisters in Christ. And you're just going, going, going. But you're not uh, helping yourself. Yeah. 
you're not uh, you're not doing anything for yourself. Well, you're getting into a spot as far as where there's no oxygen, right? And you might be able to save two, three people, four or five people until you collapse. But if you stop and say, I've got to take care of me, get that oxygen mask, put it on yourself instead of, you know, four or five people and then collapsing, you you can save, 20. you know, 20 people um, and still you yourself be being able to be taken care of right. as well. And so now this, it's important not to stay stuck in the in the me part either. Like, yeah, you know, but it is it, it's like, it, you know, the balance of everything, like you have to take care of yourself first so that you can help others. Like that's the goal to help. If others. reaching out to your family and ministering to them, that's a good thing to do. But if it changes your whole mindset, if it puts you in depression and anxiety and everything because of, you know, whatever that they're all involved up in, then you need to look at that and you need to say, maybe I got to love them from a distance. Maybe yeah. I got to give them over to God. You know, it has to be a healthy relationship. I mean, you can't be so caught up, but you know, that's one part of it. But the biggest part of it is people don't want to forgive themselves. You know, they want to keep beating themselves up for the decisions they've made. And you can't do anything about yesterday. You can yeah. you can only do something about today. Well, and don't use it as an excuse to get stuck either, because I think a lot of people, unfortunately, and we see that a lot here in the church and in with people we know, is that they're always you know, stuck in the past, they don't forgive themselves. And it's almost like, no, I'm not going to forgive myself because then that wouldn't, after you forgive yourself, it's like the work starts. Like you're going to start working towards your healing. And well, God's going to start working towards your healing, right? And, but that's going to require work because at that point, you're going to have to deal with things that you never dealt with in the past. You're going to have to, you know, uh, talk or with God, right? Like talk about things and, it's like the hard work is going to start at that point. But a lot of people are like, okay, we're, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I can't forgive myself. Like they think that's a good, but we know like you're not forgiving yourself because you, you're trying to keep yourself stuck. So you don't have to do the work. You're not doing God no favors to be like, oh man, you know, I'm not, you know, good enough. I mean, even Steve, Steve Harvey said, you feel like, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of God's forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, Steve, that's our word. Um, but I mean, but that's, that's what we're all about. about it, that's kind of insulting to Jesus because. Like you died for me yeah, and did like all this for me, for but, me, but it, I'm still not I'm good not enough. Worthy. Yeah. Like that's kind of messed up, you know, because he's like, yeah. I did all this sacrifice for you. He didn't go to the cross and die for you and do all this stuff to to purchase yours and mine freedom so we can walk in defeat every day, beating ourselves up about the past. And so let it go. Let it go. Let it go. What happened? Um, Whatever that did. uh, You know, if you've asked forgiveness for it, I mean, God don't even remember it anymore. Uh, receive his forgiveness today. Receive his forgiveness from the past, whether it was 10 years ago, whether it was yesterday, whether it was, you know, before you put your headphones on to listen to this episode, you know, uh, get seek that forgiveness and receive it and be free. Like, you know, the, the devil doesn't want you to be free. Well, He's I the like, accuser. He's going to keep beating you up. I like what Steve Harvey was talking about religious people because religious people, you know, people that are just all about religion, they tend to be like that. Like they want to. I don't know. They keep themselves and they want to keep you like in that 
bondage. So it's, you know, it's not funny. But um, I was kind of laughing because I was like, religious people, like, that's kind of like, if they're telling you, like, to keep focusing on your past and what happened or somebody's throwing stuff in your face, like, that's definitely not God. Like, that's definitely the devil, you know? So, um, you know, that's one of the things that, that we try to do. We don't try to be religious. Like, we just keep it real. You I mean, know? religious people kill Jesus. You know, yeah. people are like, uh, I ask them, like, you know, Jesus, I'm not religious. I'm like, that's great because Jesus wasn't either. Religious yeah. people killed him because he wasn't religious. He, you know, he did things that were um, against their ideas and all that. So he, God's not looking for another religious pro- person. He's looking for a surrendered person, someone that will come to him and be able to um, be willing uh, to receive his love, his grace, his his forgiveness. And and on the flip side of forgiving yourself is being able to forgive other people. You know, Steve Harvey was like, man, you want God to forgive you with all that. But then there's certain people you don't think they got to work harder to get forgiveness. And it's like, you know, and in prison, it's the same way. It's like, you know, based on the person or based on their crime or something. Oh, the you know, maybe God can't forgive them. Or, and, and, and these type of people we don't have anything to do with and we don't talk to and we don't, you know, forgiveness is forgiveness. Like, you know, on the flip side of, of you being set free and forgiven from your past, thank God there's a God who loves you and is going to do that. But, you know, Jesus said, you know, Judge not lest you be judged, because the same judgments you judge others will be, uh, that's how you're going to be judged. And so you want God to forgive you. Why can't you forgive others? Why You don't even know. Um, you don't even know that guy. You don't even know that girl. You don't even know their story or what they went through. All you know is something that they did or were accused of doing, and you're automatically going to cut them off. Yeah. Like God's forgiveness is isn't good enough for them. Well, don't become religious. And it's like, nah, I mean, just like you need forgiveness. I mean, there's plenty of people that might not think you need forgiveness, um, but thank God they don't have the final say that he does. And thank God uh, the people that we want to look at twice, like, you know, and, and, you know, after I came to the Lord and was a Christian, God had to check me. He had to deal with me on picking and choosing forgiveness. Like, no, it's... The forgiveness is for God is for everybody. My forgiveness um, towards people or everybody. And so forgive yourself. Forgive other people. um, Don't allow unforgiveness to hold you back. You know, like you're somehow better, you know, than than someone else, Um, man. And so I tell people, y'all all got the same uniform on. You all got the prison, same prison or jail uniform on, right? It ain't about race. It ain't about what gang you're repping. It ain't about what set you're from. It ain't worried about where you from. You know, uh, like we're in Texas and somehow people think like, oh, I love y'all more because y'all are from Texas or y'all where I'm from. You know, or people are like, well, I mean, those are the Texas people. I wish we had people over here in Florida where I'm from or whatever. Like, I mean, when your kingdom, hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, geographical location of where you came from or where we're at, it's just like that's irrelevant. You know, whether I'm in Antarctica or or if I'm in the town that you are in, you know, it's just like, hey, 
you know, we we don't look at people by, you know, wherever they're from, where they come from, you know, and um, be willing to to forgive, be willing. And I want my wife because she's she's good on this. Like, I want you to speak on this relationship portion of it, because, man, I'm telling you that there is like a stronghold in the prisons about people when it comes to being tied down to even the relationships of the past. Like, you know, I'll go into prison, you know, we'll do revival, we'll do Kairos, we'll do something. And people aren't opening up to talk about themselves. Like, hey, can you pray for me? Because I'm dealing with, you know, this right now. I'm dealing with anger. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing, um, you know, with with, uh, you know, sexual desires, you know, under control. I'm dealing with unforgiveness. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with doubt. I'm dealing with fear. You know, no. You know the first thing they want to talk about? The relationship. I'll say, what do you need prayer for? For my baby mama. Mm -hmm. I need to pray that, I mean, she's out there acting crazy. I need to pray for my baby daddy. I need to pray for them. Uh, it's like, hold up. So if she's your baby mama or he's your baby daddy, uh-huh. that means you have children with them. Do you like it's not not even like let me pray for the kids. Yeah. Pray for them because I'm all tripped up and and what she's doing and she's out there and she's on drug drugs and all that. It's like man, your your whole world revolves around this person. I mean, this person living their life, whatever, pray for them. Yeah, but don't get so caught in the past, you know. It's like, man, God wants to do so much for each of you that are listening today. And he has new things for you. He said, in the, in the Bible, I love the scripture. Behold, I want to do a new thing, a new thing. But he can't do a new thing when you don't want to let go of the old thing. Well, yeah. Okay. So oh, I love relationship talk. No, I mean, the thing is, is that here, here's the crazy part that. Unless you're married. If you're married, cover your ears because it doesn't apply yet. Like we got to we got to do a whole nother process. Right. But um, when it comes to just being in a relationship, whether you have kids or not, and that's your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like you're talking to somebody. It's really important that you figure out who you are first. I think that's the most important thing. So that's number one. I think that you have to you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself first so that you can be the man or woman that you need to be because then you get into these relationships and you don't even know who you are. You don't even know what you like. You just go with whatever they like. Cause I mean, that's, that's how I used to be. And the thing is, is that I, well, people obsessed. They, they like doing their time. They're just obsessed over the person that's out here. And it's like, how can you well, get better if you can't, that, I mean, work on but you. even people out here, you can relate to that. You can, I'm telling you, you can, because the, the bottom line is you don't want to feel alone. Like you want to feel like there's someone there always with you, you know, whether you're locked up or you're you're out here. I know that's how I was. I just wanted to be with, like I wanted to have someone. But when at the end of the day, what it came down to is that, you know, I was in a, my last relationship before my husband and Jesus, actually before Jesus, because then my husband came along, um, was that, you know, I was just I was with a person that was like physically there, but they weren't like there at all. Like. They wouldn't talk. They wouldn't, you know, nothing. They were, I mean, they were there existing, but that was it, you know? So I think it's important that 
you know, with when when I got saved, I was like, I don't just want to be with anybody. Right. And then I started working on myself, figuring out my likes, my dislikes, you know, who who I really was, you know, at 27 years old and come to find out like I'm I I wouldn't even go for the type of men that I was, you know, going for or whatever. So, you know, it, like you got to find yourself first in order to, you know, your self-worth is so important because you just have to, you know, love yourself, love, you know, Jesus, because he's going to help you. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you. And you just you don't even know what God has for you. You know, he he might have this um, like me. He has this amazing man. He had this amazing man for me that treats me well, listens to man, me. I, just I think he's, he's I, a little cutie. Oh, yeah. OK, OK, OK. Hold it up. <laughs> hold it up. Hold him up. Hold him. You know, I think, you know, what you're saying, I can say the same thing. You know, back then when I was stressing out. Um, you know, about the relationship that I had, you know, people would always say on the inside, like, when did this person stop writing you? When did, when did your girl fall off? <laughs> and, um, th- it would always shock people, you know, because once I came to the Lord, I was like, I actually quit writing her and people would freak out about oh, that. Yeah? And, um, you know, and they would say, like, why? Or they'd be like, well, I'll ride her. And then I'd be ready to, you know, knock them out because I'm like, OK, no. Um, but the reason why, because I knew for my growth, I knew, hey, man, this is time that I need to spend on me. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 look at all the time I did stressing about that person or you stressed about but past relationships. The, but if, God had somebody yeah, If you listen to the different Rick and Vanessa us. podcast... She talked about how she, when she came to the Lord and was taking time for herself, she stopped writing him too, you know, because Mm -hmm. she wanted to take time. So she was out here, you know, and she stopped writing him. And this is a moment where everybody was like, I'm done. Everybody listening. They're like, I ain't listening to this podcast no more. I'm done. You know, we were telling you things in love because that's where we found freedom. And we're talking about. Uh, you know, being able to come to a spot to be able to escape from the past and the past uh, could be whether you're beating yourself up, those past relationships. I'm here to tell you, listen to me, listen to uh, Julia. When we tell you this, God has so much better for better. you in your future. If you could only see what he has for you ahead. If only I could see, if only Julia could see, you know, everything that he had for us. And so we have to come to that spot, accept God's forgiveness and move on. We have to move on into the greater things that he has for us. So I'm telling you today, and like Steve Harvey said, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck where you're at, um, beating yourself up about the past or whatever. You know, uh, the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "Behold, all old things are washed away, and everything has become new." Right? And it didn't say some things, but your family, some people, but your past, some, but your relationships. I said all things have washed away and become new 
And I'm here to tell you, thank God they do. And he says he's going to do a new thing. <laughs> thank God that it's a new thing. Because I don't want nothing or no one. I mean, I don't even have anything to do with family, you know, yeah. um, any of my family since I've gotten out of prison, you know, 15 years. Um, yeah, they know that I'm walking with the Lord and all that, but that's about it. And they don't want anything to do with me because of that. But, you know, I, I can't have those toxic relationships in my life and be the best version of me, be the man I need to be, you know, be my wife, be the woman she needs to be, you know. And so um, use this time for you. Forgive yourself. Quit beating yourself up and know that. Like Ephesians 3.20, man, that's my life verse. That was the first verse that I learned when I came to the Lord. And I couldn't remember it. And I tell people, how did I remember Ephesians 3.20? It's because I remembered that Bob Marley's birthday weed day is 4.20. Wow. And so subtract one is 3.20. I mean, don't judge me. That's how I remembered it. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that works within you. We all know that God can do anything. He's all-knowing. He has this great power. He can do more than we can ask or think. But I love it that it all the Bible always puts the ball back into our court according to your power. When Jesus performed healings, he said, by your faith, let it be done. By your faith, you are well, you are healed. What power do you have in your life right now to be able to see that exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think? And so what 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 power? Your power is your faith. Your 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 power is your trust, your belief in God. Man, God's so good. He had a completely new life, new people, new relationships for me, for my wife. He does for all of his children when we come to him. Don't don't carry around that baggage anymore. Quit wearing that burden about yesterday. Let it go. Be set free. Be set free. Be set free. Listening today, I'm going to ask you just to put your hand on your heart. And say this with me. Lord God, I come before you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for everything that I've done wrong. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I'm not going to carry what happened yesterday. I'm not going to carry and keep holding on to the same people. I'm ready to see a new thing. Today is a new day. And I'm ready to receive everything that you have for me. I come against the devil. I command him to get his hands off of my life. I command him right now to flee from being the accuser, from bringing up my past that I've already been forgiven of. And today, 
I'm walking into the newness that God has for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be set free. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. Uh, Thank you for everybody who's written us all these letters. We got another mail call to do here soon. And uh, thank you all who've sent testimonies and poems. Those episodes are coming soon. Those will be here on audio. Um, The testimonies and 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 before we get uh, go to Pando, um, well we're on Pando, but before we transition to these episodes, um, being on, on on Pando on the video, but we'll still have the audio version of that, um, just in case you prefer um, listening to it here. But we want to hear from you. Our address is right there in the description. Write us. Um, write uh, Julia. Um, she's here and this yes. is, this is our ministry. I read all your letters and <laughs> yes. there's some that, oh my gosh, you, you know, through the loss of our son that you guys have really been there for us. So we just want to thank you for that. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Stay strong, stay in your word, stay in prayer and trust and know that God's forgiven you and your future is so much brighter than your past. If you could only see everything that God is going to do and has for you in your future. God bless you. We'll see you next week. If you're listening from a prison or jail, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to share your story or how this podcast has impacted you. Please write us at P.O. Box 120162 San Antonio, Texas, 78212. Tell your friends and family to listen on all podcast platforms. Our mission is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does. For more information about us or to donate to our ministry, you can visit www.worthypeople.church. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow and change for the better. And don't forget to tell someone else to check out Worthy People Podcast. In this life, we all get bumps and bruises. In this life, we all make mistakes. But I'm not focused on yesterday. There's no more holding back. Day I rise in victory with all labels Peace.